0: You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 107.7 The Franchise Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the OKC82 Podcast. This is Senior Brady Trantham with uh, Mistress Madison Morris. Um, I'm trying to entertain myself, so I'm going to give a silly... Silly names to to ourselves, I guess, tonight. Because this was... It was a fun game for everybody at the end. When everybody started... Uh, turn it, when this game turned into a dunk contest. The beginning of the game was a three-point contest. For, for whatever reason, the Thunder decided to take what seemed like 20, 24 three-pointers in the first half. Um, luckily for them, they were able to hit a fair amount of them. But um, move the ball on offense, they did not. It... Uh, I mean, it really, Madison. It kind of looked like uh, the Thunder were just—they understood who they were playing. They were playing mm-hmm. the Memphis Grizzlies, who not only traded Mark Gasol, they they traded Shelvin Mack. They were down three or four players, and were down to about nine to ten guys on the roster that were playable. So it really seemed like a team that, if, if with the Thunder, it really seemed like a team that just said, "We're better than them. Let's just do the bare minimum." And for as bad as it was offensively in the first half, they surely got things um, squared away in the second half. Um, A lot of those threes went down, uh, specifically with Terrence Ferguson. He was 0 for in the first half, hit 2 or 3 in the second half. And they overall looked much better. Um, They took care of business and now are winners of 9 of their last 10 games.
1: Holla, but yeah, I agree. So the first half was a little weird just because Memphis got up to a 9-point lead at one point, and I think people were kind of confused thinking – Oh, you know like this is memphis the thunder should have had no problem with this it should have just been kind of a blowout from the beginning but it really wasn't and i i don't think it is because the thunder approached this game thinking oh it's memphis because memphis has actually had a pretty decent season this year they've won some big games at the start of the season uh they haven't been absolutely atrocious like they have been in the past couple but um i don't know i think after the after the thunder came out of halftime it was just go time for them and like Brady said it got real fun It got really entertaining there at the end uh the Thunder led by 22 at one point so it was just kind of a kind of a blowout there at the end but it was fun for Thunder fans to watch just because I mean like like Brady said it was a dunk contest guys started hitting their threes I think Paul George kicked off either the third or the fourth quarter with two back-to-back threes and it was just kind of like oh, well, all of a sudden everything is going right. So it, it was entertaining, but, I mean, at the same time, it was just kind of a game that I think we were all sitting back and we were just like, eh, like this, <laughs> this, is, this should be happening, so it's nothing too surprising. Yeah,
0: the Thunder offense, like we said, um, a lot of three-pointers in the first half, not so much even in the paint or even inside the arc for that matter. I think in the first quarter they were one for five inside the arc, and they ended the first half with uh, six made shots inside the arc um, the Grizzlies outscored the Thunder in the paint tw- by 20 points, I think, in the first. I think it was 28 to 8 going into halftime, and surprisingly, the Thunder ended up outscoring the Grizz 48 to 42 in the paint. Considering they had a 20 point deficit in the paint going into the second half, it just really seemed like, you know, Billy might have just said, "Okay, cool it with the threes, guys." <laughs> like, That's like, 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 clearly we're better than this team. Clearly, we're, we're probably going to win this team or beat this team, but. We've got to do the simple things, the fundamental things on offense in order to get to get it to that um, result. But I I do have to say I was really, really um, impressed with the way Russell Westbrook played this game because it really seemed like the Thunder got way out of hand. Like I've been kind of making fun of their uh, offense in the first half. It was really out of hand when he wasn't in the game. Mm-hmm. Every time he'd come back in, the pace would would get picked up. Uh, the ball would move around a little bit more. It wasn't as crisp as it was in the second half, of course, but I thought Russell played a great game and continued his, of course, continued his triple-double streak, had his eighth um, in a row, which is a career high, and he's now one t- um, one shy of tying Wilt Chamberlain for uh the most triple doubles con- most consecutive triple doubles in a regular season or in the, i i would assume any season mm-hmm. regular or post um so kudos to Russell Westbrook uh Paul George 27 points 7 of 16 um uh, 13 of his 16 attempts were three pointers he made 6 of them <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, you know it was oh. just it was just one of those
0: <laughs> nights and you know as we get closer and closer to the all-star break um I think people are still kind of worried about this team's defense and how it's kind of fallen off a cliff in recent weeks. But like we said on the other on the last podcast um, the other night, every team goes through this, especially when you get into the All Star break. Once you get closer, people, t- players, teams tend to tend to oh let's yeah, let's work on some other things. Like we've got this in the bag. Um, it really seemed like that tonight, but again, the Thunder took care of business, and that's something they couldn't even do um, consistently consistently last year.
1: Well, I think a big issue that the Thunder faced tonight be, uh, regarding their defense was Stephen Adams picked up his third foul. Everybody and, had three fouls. Yeah, it was a it was a night of three fouls. <laughs> But Steven Adams picks up his third foul in six minutes into the game. And that automatically kind of put a damper on because Nerlens Noel had to come in and Steven Adams didn't see the floor until the second half. So uh, I thought that was a real smart move on Billy kind of holding Steven off. But I believe the Grizzlies went to the locker room with, at 53 points. They only ended at 95 tonight. So good for the Thunder defense holding them to 95 points. And I really think that made a difference when Steven Adams came back in uh, after halftime because not only did he really help pick up the pace and pick up the momentum on defense but he also scored eight quick points and i don't even think he was able to score in the first half at all so uh that kind of just shows what kind of difference he makes when he's on the floor not only just steven adams but other guys as well but that was just something that i noticed and i mean he was asked about it in the post game and it was kind of a funny typical steven adams remark Uh, i believe maddie lee from the oklahoma and just asked him what what changed for you what was your momentum change when you came back in after halftime after picking up three fouls and he just simply said i just decided not to be stupid anymore and just not make <laughs> stupid mistakes that were unnecessary and that would hurt the team in the long run and basically he just said he wasn't stupid anymore so <laughs> you know that's i mean i completely agree i don't even how many how many fouls did he finish with
0: four it three or four? So he
1: only – he finished with three. That means he didn't even pick up another foul for the rest of the game. So, I mean, clearly what he said about not coming in and not being stupid anymore, that's exactly what he did.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, everybody but Paul – and I guess Abdul Nader had two. Uh, Schroeder had one. Patrick Patterson had one. But everybody else had at least three. Um, <clears throat> Paul George had two. Um, he, he understands how to get away with things. I mean, Terrence Ferguson said as much the other night in the locker room. Uh, Grant with four fouls. Ferguson with five fouls, you know, two nights after he fouled out of a game, which it didn't really matter. But um, that's that's probably the only thing that Billy is probably harping on him mm-hmm. for. And he'll tell us in post-game scrums and during practice that that's probably the main, the, the most glaring thing that he needs to work on is just his, his ability to defending – like, just to defend without fouling. Um, of course, second-year player, that's kind of expected. But, yeah um, – you know, it's it's really hard to evaluate this game just because of what Memphis is, how bad they are, what they've lost, just their last five, six days of just trade rumors and whirlwind, like asking Mike Conley four or five days ago, so what's it going to be like when Marcus Salk is traded, even though he hadn't been traded yet, and the mm-hmm. whole rumor was that he was going to Charlotte, and he ends up today in Toronto. Right. So, you know, it's just, it's really hard to evaluate it, but... Um, if you're going to look at it simply, the Thunder won another game. Um, They've won nine of their last ten. They really got back to what they like to do, what they're supposed to do in the second half, and that's what good teams do. And, you know, we're almost to the all-star break, the unofficial halfway point of the season, and I think it's safe to say the Thunder are a good team, and it's because they're able to have kind of a crappy half in the first half and then clean it up and have a really solid performance overall in the second
1: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that's exactly what they did. I think uh, not only offense picked up in the second half, but just like very minor little things like handling the ball and being more cognizant about where the guys are on the court and just having better court vision and uh, having a better pace instead of, I mean, I don't want to call anybody out, but Russell Westbrook, he has a little bit of a tendency to get real, real excited because he did have a point in this game tonight, which obviously everyone is going to see this, and he kind of laughed about it during the game, but he did have a really great steal and just a breakaway opportunity to get this two-handed dunk, but the back rim had other plans, and... Uh, he kind of uh, butchered that one. Yeah, it
0: was it was it was bad, but he wasn't. You know, he he played it off really well. He he just kind of stared at the rim. Everyone's seen the <laughs> gif now. He stared at the rim and just kind of laughed it off. But it was funny in the second half. Uh, I believe it was the fourth quarter because I was down in the media room by the time I was watching this. But um, he got another steal late mm-hmm. in the game and just delicately put it through with two <laughs> hands and then smiled and kind of cheered the whole way laughed back. Laughed about so, it. Yeah, um, I mean. With steals, I mean, my goodness! The Thunder had 17 steals tonight. Paul George had four. Russell Westbrook had four. Nerlens Noel had three, and he almost hey. had a—he almost had a fourth break- on a breakaway that would have been a breakaway yeah. um, dunk. I mean, Stephen Adams went coast to coast. Nerlens Noel could have went coast to coast, but I believe Memphis fouled before the uh, uh, inbounds pa- pass. Um, I mean, that's what the Thunder do, mm-hmm. and um, I- I've said it—I've seen it a few times with this team how they've either had a bad half a bad quarter and they still rebound Mm -hmm. back to where their strengths lie whether it's getting out in the fast break from steals whether it's just playing solid defense for a few possessions and then getting some timely buckets to bring the momentum back to their side um, this team always finds ways to get it back to square one and that's that's really impressive for a team because I mean just go back to last year the Thunder played Memphis just like this. The last regular season game of the year, um, it was the game where Russell brought Nick Collison out to uh, midcourt, nah. and kinda gave him, a, and had the crowd give him a standing ovation. Um, Memphis was also short a handful of players that night, and I believe Mike, I don't think Mike Conley played that night either. Um, but I remember that game like the Thunder just started off really slow, and they kind of played down to Memphis and allowed Memphis to get into the ball game, and. They ended up winning comfortably, just like they did tonight. But it was a little bit more in, I guess, I don't I don't even know how to describe it. Um, I, I never thought the Thunder were going to lose this game, even when they were down 10 in the mm-hmm. second quarter. I, I assumed the Thunder were going to come back. But it's just really incredible how they're able to just flip a switch and mm-hmm. then play really great according to what they want to do.
1: Right, and I think this is the perfect time for them to do this because not only was I laughing at the fact that Russell Westbrook was the only – guy that could probably blow and like or just botch a shot like that and still get a standing O from the crowd but I mean this team right now is so loved by the city and I think that the way that they have chose I mean not really like chosen to step it up or do anything good but the fact that they're able to flip a switch like Brady was just saying when it counts and now is the time to really be doing that and so that that's just a good sign overall for this team and I I mean I agree with Brady I never once, even with a nine-point deficit, I never once really thought, oh, this could get really ugly for the Thunder. Because I mean, we've seen it all season. They've been able to come back from pretty bad deficits and completely own a game. So that was good for them tonight. And I think that's going to be a good recurring thing, especially they're going to be put to the test on uh, Saturday in Houston. So that's going to be interesting to see how they're able to handle this reputation we are speaking so highly of.
0: <laughs> yeah. Considering Memphis was down 25,000 players tonight, I mean, I was rather excited to see uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, the rookie. Um, He's played really well this year, Um, a lot of potential there. Um, But I've got to say, that shot, that jump shot of his, it's, it's a shot put. He had that. He was wide open on the elbow from, from beyond the arc in the second quarter, I believe, is when Memphis was building their lead up to nine. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Grizzlies went on an 8-0 run like in the last, I think, 54 seconds of the mm-hmm. half. And Jaron Jackson just found himself wide open and just said, all right. And he shot it. <laughs> it was the ugliest three-point shot I've ever seen. And it was nothing but net. <laughs> uh Jaron Jackson finished 12 of 18, 27 points, seven rebounds. I'm really excited to see that, that kid's uh, potential and his growth. Um, but outside of that, there's really not that much else you can say about the Grizz. Um, I mean, thankfully for the Thunder's defense, they did give up another 30-point quarter in the first quarter. It looked like, oh, goodness, here we go again. But um, the Thunder defense allowed only 21 points, 19 points, and 23 points in the three remaining quarters from then on. Um, I think moving forward um, – I think you'd like to see, of course, less three-pointers. I mean, the Thunder shot 38% on 44 attempts. They hit 17 of them. I asked Billy at the the post-game presser about, like, do you – As a coach, do you like those that many attempts? Is it just kind of what the defense kind of throws at you? So you want, so you attempt Mm -hmm. all those threes as a result, or do you just tell your guys, stop shooting? (laughs) And he said, you know, they were throwing zone at us. They packed the paint. So a lot of it was just kind of the result of that. But he Mm -hmm. did agree that there were a few possessions that the ball could have moved a little bit better. Guys could have put the ball on the floor and got a little closer and maybe set another guy up. And then he also, I mean, he was also right on this. They could have, shot the ball much better than they did in the first half and they shot it you know fairly well considering that they're not a good three-point shooting team Terrence Ferguson I think was oh for four and mm-hmm. every one of his attempts were wide open in the corner and he's been you know on a tear like we've been saying for this last month it was a little little odd that um you know the game after oh they're gonna play Fergalicious after every three hits <laughs> it's like oh wow they're gonna we're gonna be running that song out of you know mm-hmm. out of existence tonight with uh, Memphis coming to town and Terrence goes over in the first half, but um, overall solid performance. Um, everybody got in um, except for Raymond Felton, bless his heart. Um, Dante Grantham gets his first NBA minutes, the two way guy yeah. um, from Clemson gets his first NBA burn tonight. Uh, Deontay Burton also plays, but cool moment. Uh, with Steven Adams yelling at Terrence Ferguson to uh, foul intentionally foul with a minute and a half left in the game so that um, Hamadou, Diallo, Dante Grantham can get in the game. So, uh, you know, r- really cool. And uh, considering today was trade deadline day, you know, guys being thrown to different cities against their will. <laughs> Crazy. Um, the Thunder, of course, not affected at all by the trade deadline, of course. We actually have a few questions about buyout, the buyout market. Um, So that's, you know, that that day comes um, March 1st, I believe, um, as the deadline. The Thunder not affected by the trade deadline, at least Um, just, you know, if you're a Thunder fan, it's it's just good. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a a lot of positives from this game, um, considering what they were able to do in the second half and just the the synergy of the team. You know, it's 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 hard to evaluate games like this because it was so boring. Mm -hmm. Um, Memphis is not good. Um, so you have to like kind of latch on to some other things. And I, I, I like how this team plays together. I mm-hmm. like the chemistry of this team. I like all these players and I was fairly not surprised. I wasn't surprised that the Thunder didn't do anything with the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I agree with it and I like this team and I want to see how far this team can go as they are. And if, of course, if they want to add somebody just a uh, you know, to help in mm-hmm. a, a certain spot, that's one thing, but I'm, I'm glad they didn't shoo somebody off to get some other asset.
1: No, I agree. And, I mean, like Brady said, this game is pretty boring. But I think it kind of gave an opportunity for guys like Jeremy Grant to shine. I mean, I think we already said it, but he did pick up 20 points tonight. He was 3 of 4 from the three-point line. Guy's just getting much better at shooting. Uh, I think those corner threes are just his thing. He also had a really cool moment. Uh, it looked like a lob where no one was going to get to it and I had no idea why that was being sent up and then all of a sudden Jeremy Grant kind of comes out of nowhere and just taps it in. He also had a really really incredible contested layup tonight where he kind of just like threw it. It looks like he threw it behind his back and it just kind of looped around the goal and went in so. I think just games like this, it's a good way for guys like Jeremy, guys like Dennis, and, I mean, even guys like Terrence to just progress and to evolve into a bigger, better asset for this team. So, I mean, yeah, there wasn't really much to take away from this game except for the fact that the Thunder got a good win. Uh, They're still, you know, I guess dominating on the floor right now. They've won nine of their last ten games. They're back on that winning streak after kind of facing a – weird it
0: was four four losses in five games and they were some bad bad losses three of them were right yeah it was bad
1: it was just bad so it was kind of good to see them get back to this rhythm that they've been going on and it uh i think it really is going to affect them especially with the all-star break coming up because i mean no one ever knows how a team's going to perform after coming back from that break but i think it'll be good so we shall see
0: (laughs) yeah um by the way um you you are listening to the OKC 82 podcast uh, hopefully not against your will um <laughs> 107.7 the franchise in OKC Miss Madison Morris I'm Brady Trantham and we're doing this once again in our favorite room in the arena the Woody <laughs> Guthrie room um Shout
1: out Woody Guthrie
0: Yeah they uh they're shutting down the um the floor so we had to come back in here so yay yeah, yeah it's a little cold
1: it's freezing you know, i'm in my yeah, big old jacket we're, we're sitting wearing, at the table we're
0: both wearing our jackets which um <laughs> you know what i hate this weather i really really hate this weather it was according to my phone on sunday it was supposed to be 65 and 70 degrees on Monday and Tuesday. And yeah. what was this fog nonsense? This is bull
1: crap. And
0: what was this frigid, freezing cold weather nonsense? It, I'm I'm very upset.
1: It's insane. It keep my phone keeps telling me noticeably warmer weather tomorrow and I'm like, "Bet." Oh, really?
0: Bet. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's get to the questions cuz I know everybody just can't wait to hear the questions. Um, at Levi a lot of numbers. At Levi six three eight nine oh two oh two ass. Do you guys think Robertson will play this season? Let's be really quick with this one, Madison. No.
1: Uh no, I don't. Just because a uh, little setbacks keep happening and uh I mean that's definitely not Andre's fault. I don't think he's trying to like milk it or anything, but you know things keep happening. He keeps getting pushed further and further back. I think right now, with the way this team is rolling, I think it would be best if he just continued to sit
0: the year out. Um, I do have this kind of weird thought that I've had, I've been toying with for the last few weeks. Um, if Robertson is healthy by the postseason, and if the Thunder say get matchup against Houston, or if they get matchup against a team like a, or even Utah again. Against a team with a ball dominant guard like Donovan Mitchell, James Harden, of course. If if Andre Arbison's healthy, of course you don't start him after not playing for almost a season right. and a half. Um and especially if Terrence Ferguson keeps this up, he's just a he gives you more spacing offensively on the floor. He's more of an offensive threat. You don't take that away. Mm-hmm. But it would be very, very nice and a nice luxury if you're Billy Donovan that if you play Utah or Houston or whoever, and you can have Andre Robertson come off your bench and just go tell him, "Hey, go shut down their best player." Mm-hmm. so that's that's always in play. I, I don't if people are going to ask me, like do you think Andre's coming back this year?" I'm going to say no. And what I mean by that is, I don't think he's coming back and going to start. Now, right. he might play. He might be able to play towards the end of the year. I would assume he'd be off the bench to kind of ease him back into basketball shape. But with the way Terrence is playing, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to say no. Yeah. That's enough no for agree. me, dog. Um, nope. Uh, Dirt Burglars at Dirt Burglars underscore LT. What's up, bro? What up? Ask, what are the buyout targets for the Thunder? Um, Obviously, everybody was saddened and dismayed today when Wesley Matthews, um, when it was announced that Wes Matthews was probably going to sign with Indiana. Um, he'd been connected with Oklahoma City per a lot of, you know, in the know people around the league. Um, I was, I kind of went on Twitter earlier today when it happened and I said, like, I'm kind of happy that they didn't go that route because Wes Matthews is a, he's a stereotypical. Wing in that he just he's a spot up shooter. He's not the defender he once was. Um, the Achilles injury a few years ago really hampered his defense. Um, I just thought that if you bring in a guy like Wes Matthews, that's just a spot up shooter. But he's such a gr- good three point shooter. I think he's shooting 38 percent on six attempts. So that's you don't you don't just sit on that. So you have to throw him out there. And I think that that would probably. Take away some minutes from Terrence Ferguson, and that's mm-hmm. what I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Now, the buyout targets that everybody else are probably trying to connect the dots with with the Thunder, of course, are Wayne Ellington. Wayne Ellington, I think, would fit this roster much better than Wes Matthews because he plays much better off the ball. He plays really well off dribble handoffs, which I can just already see um, Stephen Adams just you know setting a screen, handing it off, Wayne Ellington hitting a jumper. Uh, I'm a Miami Heat fan. I mean, not so much in these last few years, but I have watched a handful of Miami Heat games this year, and I've always thought, yeah, Wayne Ellington's a guy that I, would, I wouldn't I mind seeing with the Thunder. I think he can really help out. But then you get into some other just names, and that's usually the buyout thing is mm-hmm. like, oh, there's like all these names, like Ennis Cantor is available. Uh, Markeef Morris just got waived again after being traded to New Orleans, but Markeith is dealing with a neck injury um, or a spinal injury. I can't remember. So mm-hmm. that's something I don't know if you want to take on. Um, Zach Randolph got waived by the Mavericks, and I- I'm saying these bigs: Mar- Mar- Marcin Gortat, Greg Monroe. I'm saying these bigs because when Nerlens Noel went down with that uh, concussion, Madison, uh, there were some rumors that the Thunder were being uh, connected to trying to look for another big. Mm-hmm. Because if one of Stephen Adams or Nerlens Noel goes down, then they're forced to have Patrick Patterson defend the five and Jeremy Grant defend the five. Grant can hold his own. Depending on who the matchup is, Patterson, not so much anymore. Just not the athlete he once was. Um, so it kind of makes sense that the Thunder would probably want another big body they can throw in there in case somebody rolls an ankle. But um, I think if I had to bet on it, um, the Thunder have two roster spots open. I think they're just going to upgrade Deontay Burton from the two-way contract so he's um, postseason eligible. And if they add somebody, it'd be Wayne Ellington.
1: Ennis Cantor coming back <laughs> confirmed. Just that, kidding. That,
0: that would be kind of interesting because then you can, you can have that luxury of okay, if we need some post scoring, if we need some easy buckets, or if we're getting killed on the glass, it's like yeah, Innis Cantor d- gives you nothing on defense.
1: I think people would lose their freaking <laughs> mind. If it Ennis just Cantor it would just give back. you some
0: interesting lineups that Billy Donovan can throw out there. It'd just be the yin to the New Noel yang of, like, New Noel gives you Mm -hmm. a lot of great defensive numbers per 100 possessions. They're incredible. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the offense, of course, when he's on the floor, struggles. Um, Anis Cantor, the opposite of that. So, I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of interesting names. Robin Lopez as well. Um, There's a lot of interesting names, but I think – if they're going to add anybody it'd be Wayne Ellington.
1: Robin Lopez and Jeremy Grant, best friends. I don't
0: know if Robin Lopez is allowed in the building anymore <laughs> after that. Like he, the dude had death in his eyes.
1: That was the scariest <laughs> man I have ever seen in my life.
0: <laughs> oh goodness. Well, the thunder will travel to Houston um I don't know if they're going tomorrow. They might be going tomorrow. They're not practicing tomorrow. I think
1: they're leaving at 3 o'clock tomorrow. That's what I heard someone say.
0: Yeah, the Thunder aren't practicing tomorrow, so no practice updates. They will be in Houston for that game. Um, I don't know if James Harden's 30-point streak is still going uh, the last time I don't know if they played tonight. I don't think they played tonight. They, I don't played think last, they played tonight. The last time they played, he had 30 points, so I guess it's still going. So we're going to have the James Harden 30-point streak Ooh. on the line as well as the Russell Westbrook consecutive triple-double streak on the line. It's where be a good game. He could possibly tie Wilt Chamberlain. Um, so it's going to be fun. Um, it's always
1: And you get Brady and me on the post-game show. Oh,
0: yes, yes. Woo! Yeah, everybody, listen to the post-game show. Tune in. If we have to work on our Saturday nights, then you have to suffer with us. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. We love doing the post game show. Um, Yeah, tune into 107.7, the franchise. 107.9, if you're in Tulsa. And if you're out of the market, download the franchise app. It's just the franchise app on your app store button thing on your phone (laughs) and uh, it's really easy. It's free. And anytime Madison and I scream at you on Twitter that we're going to be on the post game show, then you can just listen to us.
1: Yeah, you can.
0: Yeah. Uh, Madison, any final thoughts on this drama filled trade deadline day? I mean, we didn't even really talk about the uh, all-star draft with Russell Westbrook being the first um, trade in all-star game history where um, Giannis Antetokounmpo trades Ben Simmons to LeBron James LeBron James sends Russell Westbrook over (laughs) to Giannis's team. So, Russell and Paul are on the same team. Russell was on the same team with Kevin Durant and James Harden, which would have been – oh, yeah, do you guys remember that? Um, But now it's – Aw, nostalgia. But now Russell will have to call Joel Embiid a a brother.
1: (laughs) And we all know how Russell Westbrook feels about Joel Embiid.
0: Beat no. Beat no.
1: (laughs) So, that will be fun. Uh, Final thoughts, though –
0: Schroeder can dunk.
1: Dennis Schroeder can
0: dunk. It was his eighth dunk of his career.
1: Dennis Schroeder dunked the ball tonight, and I nearly lost it.
0: Apparently, him and Russell Westbrook have a bet going. I was kind of in the back of the scrum, Madison. You Mm -hmm. were a little bit closer. Tell me that because I couldn't So they have a bet
1: going that he's going to get five this season. And I think that was his first.
0: I've got got five on it. Yes.
1: (laughs) And so that was his first of the season. Let's see if he can make it to five. Um, I think he explained the bet a little further into detail. I. I don't think I remember it to like accurately describe it. So, but yeah, they have some bet going on, and I think uh, what I got out of it is that Dennis Schroder bet Russell Westbrook that he could get five dunks this season, and he got number one tonight, and it was awesome.
0: Yeah, it was. It would, Yeah, it was not like a just a easy kind of two handed slam off of oh, a no. breakaway steal. Like the dude defended him. And Schroeder threw it down with one hand. I was like, "Whoa!"
1: Schroeder had to stretch so far to get it, and it was just incredibly impressive and very athletic looking. So I was hyped. Well, AF.
0: what was more impressive, that or when Russell threw Terrence Ferguson the lob, and he Ooh. and he had to like absolutely contort his body? grab it <laughs> and then finish on the way down like it, and, and then he also had a windmill dunk so yeah. there's a lot of great dunks and a lot of great missed a dunks lot tonight. of great
1: dunks tonight yeah. and yes miss dunks too but honestly that just kind of added to the fun let's be honest because everything else was a little bit it was, yeah,
0: it was, it was, it was vanilla it was terrible i recommend no one watch the replay. <laughs> um yeah that's gonna wrap it up for us uh, we we want to go home we want to go do things um the Thunder win, what,
1: 117?
0: No. 117.95. 117.95. They finally hit the team under 100. That's going to help the old defensive rating out.
1: Hey. Boom.
0: Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the OKCA2 podcast. Madison really appreciates it from the bottom of her heart. I do. I, deep
1: down bottom.
0: I kind of do. Oh, the deep down bottom. Oh, this is and now. we're moving on. We are <laughs> rated R now. Everybody, <laughs> have a great night. <laughs>